Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Marnie's Friends, the online training show where experts share insights into aspects of life and leadership that take you from surviving to thriving ASAP. Right now, you are about to discover practical, doable success strategies to shorten your learning curve, increase your productivity, and skyrocket your delight in life. Be sure to thank today's guest by sharing this program via your favorite social media outlet and swing by Marnie.com and give me a shout out too. Now let's get going with today's episode of Marnie's Friends. Welcome, welcome. This is Marnie and I'm excited to have you with us this afternoon. We have a great show in store for you talking about how to speak with flair on and off stage strategies that work for you and we have two amazing guests with us. They are the co-owners of the Christian Communicators Conference, Tammy Whitehurst and Sherry Poundstone. Uh, Christian Communicators, if you haven't heard about this, that's actually the website name is christiancommunicators.com, and they host a five-day training conference to help jumpstart speakers into their calling as communicators. Highly recommend that to you, and you'll want to check out that website later. But right now, I'm excited to bring our first guest on, Sherry Poundstone. She's going to be talking to us during the next half hour about five offstage keys to increase visibility and bookings. And then during the second half of the hour, we are going to bring Tammy Whitehurst back on, and she is going to be talking about six onstage keys to increase visibility and bookings. At this time, I'd like to welcome Sherry. Welcome to you. Thank you, Marnie. I am thrilled to be here. This is so exciting. Well, it's great to have you, and you have been one of our active speakers over at womenspeakers.com for several years, love promoting mm-hmm. your speaking availability personally, and you've actually done quite a lot of speaking, but not only that, you've also done a lot of event coordination and different things like that. Maybe just tell the listeners a little bit why they should listen to you on this topic. Well, I think I see it from both sides, because for years I did speaking as well as uh, running a ministry called Focus Ministry for Women, where we coordinated events, we created our own conferences and our own regional events. And so I've kind of seen this from both sides, Um, what we're looking for as a speaker, what uh, an event coordinator wants to see, and then also from the side of um, matching up the speaker with what you want to accomplish at your event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's so important, and speakers, it's really important for you to understand that even though it's true that you want to go speak, what's really more important is that they have they have a goal in mind. Uh, the planner has a vision uh, from God if you're going with a Christian group, and, and it is going to be God's vision that will be fulfilled there. So as you're coming along to be able to present yourself in a way that they can consider you is huge. Sherry, as we go through this next minutes, we're going to talk about um, some different ways, five different keys to increase visibility and bookings when you're off stage. And then Tammy's going to come on later to talk about on stage. So let's go ahead and talk about that first key. Why don't you introduce that for us? That is to be professional. And I think it has to be the number one um, thing that we start with. We need to look at ourselves as professionals. If you've spoken once or 1,000 times, it doesn't matter. If God has called you to be a speaker, we need to present ourselves and our messages in a professional manner. And I think that starts with looking at ourselves as a professional. I know a lot of women don't when they're first starting. They're thinking, well, I've only spoken three times, so therefore I don't consider myself a professional. But that is not true when God's called you. He's called you, and when you've stepped out and answered him, we want to honor him in everything. So I don't think it's dependent on how many bookings or how many times you've spoken. We can take an professional, excuse me, professional approach to all aspects of our speaking, from our headshots to our written correspondence, how we present ourselves, how we dress, the materials that we use. And so I think that is our baseline is we are honored that Christ has called us to do this and um, you know, we need to present ourselves that way in a way that glorifies him. What is an example of maybe overkill on this? Um, when you've got somebody who's just starting out and they want to look professional, but what would you say you don't have to do? Well, for one thing, I do think that there is a limit, um, a limit to 
how much we promote ourselves. Now we're promoting our message, not ourselves, and that is a re there is a really big difference. But we need to be careful and follow some guidelines, like we're going to talk about later, of how many times to post and how many times to correspond with your event planner and and that kind of thing. You can overdo it um, to where you would we might present ourselves as someone really pushy or promoting our own personal agenda. And so, in order to do that, I would say there are uh, you know some guidelines to follow in social media and in uh, correspondence and that kind of thing so that we don't overkill, as you say, or overdo it. Yeah, I love that. And one of the, one of the things that um, a new speaker can sometimes get tangled up in is just asking the planner too many questions. Yeah. And I just encourage you, and I know, Sherry, you're here too, too, um, to do your homework before you start in. And even create, uh, I think we'll talk about this a little bit as go to create some type of a confirmation form that asks the questions you need to have answers to so you don't have to keep writing back, keep writing back, keep calling back and asking, oh, just one more thing, oh, just four more things. Um, because that really does look unprofessional. It kind of undermines, undermines what you're trying to do there, which is be super helpful to the planner. Yes, yes, absolutely, because we're serving them. We're serving the women. And if you keep that in mind at all times that you are coming to serve them, not that they are, they are uh, inviting you so that they can pamper you, I think that will help a lot too. What do you say? <laughs> I think that's very important to always know that we are there to serve and not to be served. <laughs> no prima donnas. Okay. No, uh, your, no. Second, your second key to increase visibility in bookings then is to be everywhere. What do you mean by that? Mm -hmm. To be everywhere, social media, have a great website, blogs, um, have your business cards, brochures, flyers, sharing all your events. So we're promoting our message when and where we can. And again, we don't want to overdo it, but we need to have a good uh, social media page or presence. If you're on Facebook, then really be on Facebook. If you're on Twitter, then really participate. But have your name, your ministry name, and your messages out there because people will not know what you have to offer if we don't tell them. So business cards, I think, always have them with you. If you have any brochures or flyers or a little postcard that's informational on your ministry and your speaking uh, uh, ministry, you can take that with you everywhere, and you can leave those. And, you know, again, you don't want to hand someone 20 of something, but just if you meet someone who might be interested, you have something to, to share with them. So we need to be everywhere. And in this day of social media, it's where it's at. So we need to be on Facebook. I would say Facebook, Twitter, and um, a lot of women are on Pinterest. So honestly, I think a lot of event planners are watching Pinterest also. Oh, I have to just add to that LinkedIn for sure if you're going to yes, try to get yes. on yeah, LinkedIn as well. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing about being everywhere is that you want to be everywhere consistently. So what happens a lot of times is you put stuff out you know that I'm going to be speaking now and like this, but then you don't mention that for a long time. It's important for you to frequently mention um, either A, that you're preparing a talk for somewhere, B, that you just mm -hmm. were invited to speak somewhere, or C, that you are speaking somewhere, D, that you just finished speaking somewhere. It, it, it's just news. That's news that your followers and friends are interested in hearing about. So if you share it in that way, it's not like you're saying, Remember, I'm a speaker. You're just sharing your life right. in an authentic way, and that is yeah. a great way to keep forefront. That's right. Yeah. Your next, uh, your next thought here is to have a great website, and I want us to dive into that a little bit because that might be a different definition for everybody who's <laughs> listening. What a great right, right. be. So let's go ahead and go through some of the components that really you gotta have. Okay, first I would like to say, on the social media side, honestly, what I'm finding now, we have a website. Yes, we need to have a great one. We'll talk about that. But what people are doing now, I find, is finding me on social media. So have a great Facebook page. If you have a personal page and a speaker page, make sure that's dynamic. We'll talk about a few of the things that we need to see there. But I'm finding people are going to, to social media first and then maybe clicking on my website next. So it's kind of interesting. But we want it to be dynamic. Um, and that means... On, on the social media side, it means posting up and responding to comments, sharing other blogs and links, serving others that way. But on the website, I think what they need to know is an event planner clicks on our website to see who we are, 
what do we speak about and why we're a speaker? And most importantly, they're looking for why they would want to book us. So I believe that um, a website standpoint, people always say, oh, I don't know anything about a website. Well, there's lots of people to help you, and there are lots of options. There are many options. And, of course, pricing can vary from free to thousands of dollars. I never recommend spending a lot of money when you're starting out. But there are some great websites that can be put together. But who are you is the main thing they want to know. Um, and there needs to be, I think, an attention getter on as much as possible that fits your personality. You want to reflect yourself. An attention getter on the homepage, a photo, um, something bold, something that gets their attention. Um, and then, of course, your, your personal photo is important. People want to know what you look like. And they want to know, you know, who are you? So a brief background, some bio. And again, you can't have paragraph after paragraph because people just won't read that. But they just want to know quickly where you're at, who are you, and your background then is what do you speak about. And that's your topics. And I think our speaking topics are very important. need to be on our website. Maybe the top two or three is all you want to put on there. Maybe you only have one. That's fine. Put that on there. And then I think why we're a speaker is so important. People want to know what's your passion. My particular passion is freedom because God has freed me from so many things that I believe that my theme of freedom, as it runs through all my topics, should also run through my website. That is what my passion is. They want to know who we are, what we talk about, and why we're a speaker. But most importantly, why would that event planner want to book me? And so I try to um, gear everything very quickly. Again, people move quickly in this day and age, and they don't, they will not usually read a lot of text. So you don't want to have an essay on your website, but answering all those <laughs> questions very quickly. Yeah, it's really important. Um, it was fun. Just the other day, somebody had me preview a website that she was putting up for her speaker ministry. And um, one of the things that I said, I said, okay, go down the left bar on that front page. What's the word you see at the beginning of every every paragraph? And she goes, I, 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 are you kidding me? I, I. <laughs> she just got more agitated. And she was like, it's really important for you to do the best you can and then to bring somebody else in because they're just going to see different things. Even just a couple friends yeah. or a couple uh, yes. women's ministry, you know, event planners that you know, just say, you know, and just this is a rough draft. Can you just give me your immediate feedback? And you really want to have people that are going to tell you the truth instead of just telling you, yeah, it looks great. You really do want to hear feedback so you can improve it. And the website is so critical. I agree with you that because of the way that the search engine results are showing up now, unless you have a very large website, a lot of traffic in and out of your website, it's true that your social media will come up first. I just had that happen today. I was looking for a speaker, and um, and it, that's what happened with her. Her uh, Facebook mm -hmm. came up before her own website page. Yeah, so really important mm -hmm. that you got those polished up. Great. Well, this is Marnie Swedberg for visiting today with both Sherry Palmstone and Tammy Whitehurst for visiting first with Sherry about the five keys to increase visibility and bookings off stage. Sherry and Tammy are the co-owners of Christian Communicators Conference, and that's over at ChristianCommunicators.com. We're going to take just a short break and come back and talk about the last two keys to increase visibility and bookings off stage, and then coming back after that, the six keys to increasing your book visibility and bookings on stage. We'll be right back. Women's ministry leaders across America rely on womensevents.info to find the major Christian women's events coming to their area. Womensevents.info is the only online directory of its kind featuring all the upcoming major Christian women's events. You are invited to search for events coming near you or to add your own major Christian women's events. Everything's easy and accessible over at womensevents.info. That's www.womensevents.info. Hey, welcome back to you. We're excited to have you with us this afternoon as we're talking about how to speak on and off stage with flair, strategies that work to help increase your visibility and booking. Right now we're visiting with our first guest, Sherry Poundstone of ChristianCommunicators.com. We're talking about the five keys to increase visibility and bookings off stage. Before we had break, we talked about being professional, being everywhere, and having a great website. The next one, Sherry, is to be published. And this is becoming more and more important to our listeners about this. Well, I believe this establishes credibility. 
And it is so important because when an event planner or anyone is actually, uh, you know, looking at what we do, what we speak about, who we are, they look to see if we've written anything. And, you know, we can start with a blog because women say all the time, oh, my goodness, well, I've not written a book. I'm not published. That's okay. When you write a blog, you're published. And I think it's still such a great place to write. Um, our thoughts, our teachings, share our um, a, a devotional or uh, just to get some discussion going and to get our name out there. And so, of course, if you've written a book, that's great. If you've written articles for magazines, we definitely need to share that information so people can find out more about us by checking out those articles. Um, you can even do a, a blog that's uh, like Blog Talk Radio, a podcast, that kind of thing. But I think it's effective because Women, as they, as they look, or an event planner that might look, or even a corporate planner, it doesn't even have to be a women's event, when they're looking, they also want to see, well, what's the credibility here? And that a blog will do that. I love a blog because it's personal. It's mine. It's yours. It's what we want to say. It's what we want to talk about. So I really uh, love that. But we need to share that blog information because we can write blogs all day long if no one knows that they're there you know, they're not going to see it. And so one of the things to do and to remember is if it's part of your website or if it's set apart, you know, on its own, is to when you write something in publishing, set it up so that it uh, pops up on Facebook, it pops up on Twitter, and you can, you know, share the link and different things. And then ask your friends that, you know, people that are reading, if you got something out of this, if this blessed you in some way, share it. And so they'll share the link too. So we've got to publish it, but then we've got to get it out there so people know that it's there. Yeah. I love it. This is all such good stuff um, to do offstage in order to get booked. And one of the things that I find, like at um, womenspeakers.com, which I host, sometimes a speaker will come in, especially a new speaker will make this mistake. They'll come in and they'll put all their contact information um, in there and even a little, you know, maybe an about section or whatever, but they leave all of the links to their social media and everything blank, um, mm-hmm. thinking that maybe it's not as polished as it should be or whatever. I'm not sure what the logic is there. But the reality is is that if you're asking a planner to allow you onto her stage in front of her gals or in front of her group, and you aren't even willing to show your Facebook page um, or your blog there, then that's a big red mm-hmm. flag for a planner. It's really mm-hmm. hard to trust mm-hmm. you if they can't see you, you know. And so if you really want to be booked, you have to give them something. And the more words you have available, of of quality, of course, but the more words you have available just shows that you really are a communicator. (laughs) If you don't ever use any words, it's hard for them to believe that they can bring you in. That's right. That's so true. Yes. Yeah. And one uh, one thing I want – go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) I was just going to say one other thing that I have found is really don't be afraid of the blog. Jump out there. You've all got something to say. It's why God's called you to speak. And so just jump out there and test the waters. Start it. It doesn't have to be elaborate at the beginning. It doesn't have to be a really long article. But just jump in. Yeah, and I think the biggest mistake I see with new bloggers is way overcommitting. Um, it, mm-hmm. it, it is a commitment. And so if you don't know how often you can do it, do it once a month or maybe mm-hmm. once a week, but don't commit to do it every day or even three times a week unless you're sure that you can sustain that. And what I like to encourage you to do if you're just starting a blog is to start it at once a month. And then if your goal is to do it once a week, then get those three extra ones done during that month and then you know start a little, uh, start a little collection. And as soon as you have two or three months in advance backed up there, then you can go for it and you can know that you're really going to do it. Same if you're trying to do it you know, once once a day, yes. well, try once a week. Get some in the backlog. You're going to have, somebody's going to get sick. Something's going to happen. You're not going to be able to do it. So having these uh, this section of, of uh, blogs set aside and backlog and ready to go is just going to really reduce your stress level as well as it will help you to understand if this is really the commitment you want to make. Do you have any other thoughts there about being published before we move on? Uh, no, I, again, I guess I just want to say that this really gives you some credibility. And it does, again, it does not matter if it's wonderful if you have a book, but if it's a blog, if it's a Facebook devotion, whatever it might be, this just gives you some credibility and it's another insight into who you are. Yeah, love it. And how you talk. You know, I mean, it does, it does yeah. even if it's a written word, it does show how you communicate. And that's really important mm-hmm. to a planner. 
Well, the fifth key then is to post videos and to do Facebook Lives. And these are just becoming, you know, already the videos were critically important. The Facebook Lives are becoming more and more important. Why don't you just talk to us about what the benefit of that is and maybe um, how, to, how to do that. Okay. The, both videos and Facebook Live are just really powerful because not only are they hearing your words, they're seeing you. And it's just so important. It's not always a comfortable thing, and it does take a little getting used to. We can record a video, and we can record it until it's where we want it, and then post that. And so it could be specific to event planners to invite them to uh, – or invite uh, them – for them to invite you to speak, or it can be a couple of examples of your speaking or teaching, whatever. The Facebook Live, though, I believe is the most powerful. And right now, it's so popular, you're going to see it popping up everywhere even more and more. And it's easy to do. It does give people a feeling of knowing you. This is I've been doing a five-minute devotional via Facebook Live for a while, and what I found is my messages and comments that come in we really are developing a relationship almost with my uh, viewers, the people who are watching, and uh, they're posting questions about the devotional, whatever. So the Facebook Live is probably the most powerful thing I believe that's out there right now. And as a speaker, this gives them a great insight into how you speak, what your style is, who you are. So I would really, um, I think that's probably the most powerful thing and the thing I would really encourage people to try. Oh, that's so great. And you guys do want to just look into that some more. You had some three bonus uh, three bonus thoughts here for us, too. Um, what is the number one way to gain instant credibility? I believe that is to have references, be well-referenced. And it's so easy to do. We can ask for references from people who've heard us speak, people um, who have maybe been in a Bible study with us. If you're just beginning and you don't have a lot of events that you've spoken at, you can ask people who know you very well um, and have been in a study with you, heard you discuss things. And what we want is like two to three sentences is all people will read. So just a short recommendation, um, maybe referencing a, a specific subject that you spoke on or just something about um, your character, whatever it might be, but two to three sentences and get as many of those as you can. You know, ask those people, again, who heard you teach, speak, preach, whatever it might be, and use those on your website, on your speaker sheet. If you're on a speaker bureau like I have uh, references on, that's what I love about speak, womenspeakers.com, Marnie, is you have a very easy system for getting those references. Right. And so that yeah. is the number one way is, oh, other people have heard her and other people like this uh, aspect of her speaking or this subject matter, whatever. It's immediate credibility. When I started womenspeakers.com, God gave me the verse Proverbs 27.2, let another man praise you and not your own lips. And I really mm -hmm. love that. About mm -hmm. how not only is it a biblical principle, but it's a biblical principle because it works. <laughs> and That's so right. when, other people, when other people do. And what's fun over at womenspeakers.com is whenever you get a new reference, right away you're on the front page again. So it does help you mm -hmm. to get more visibility mm -hmm. over there too. But it is huge. It's a huge red flag if you don't have references, as well yes. as it gaining yes. ref, uh, credibility when you do. It's, it's a problem when you don't, so make sure to do it. And it can be people, when speakers are just brand, brand new and they ask me about this part of it, I always say get a character reference. If you can't get a speaking reference, get a yes. character reference that they have known you for many years and they've watched your walk with Christ and you're a good communicator and they don't necessarily have to have heard you speak to give you a really mm -hmm. good reference that's going to work. So what is the biggest mistake speakers make? I believe it is not responding to questions, comments, and um, any kind of any other kind of input someone wants to give, but especially with an event planner, Marnie. This is an, uh, I believe it's a major communication thing going on right now in our culture. Uh, maybe it's that email is going away. I don't know what it is, but people are not answering emails as quickly as they should. So when an event planner approaches us, whether it be a phone call and you missed it, they had to leave a voicemail or an email, whatever it is, we need to return that call or that email immediately or as soon as possible, even if we can't get back to them on uh, confirming a date or having a discussion. If we can say, I received uh, your message, I'm so honored that you would 
reach out to me and I will get back with you at such and such a time, but respond because I have actually had a recent situation where we were looking for a speaker for an event locally here uh, that's going to be coming up in the future. And I, I had the perfect person in mind, in my mind, and I have not heard back from that person. Um, so I will move on because that is something that is just critical. We must respond. Um, when a question is asked of us about our uh, uh, our procedure or our event, you know, booking us, we need to answer that right away and returning oh, phone calls. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I, in our, in our notifications to speakers, we always just put urgent reply immediately. Mm-hmm. And the reason for mm-hmm. that, guys, is because the planner literally has many options. She does not have to put all of her eggs in your basket. You are not the only speaker available out there. That's right. And if you would, if you would like to get the job, if you would even like to be considered, you have to be quick in your responses. And I totally agree. If you're going to be away from your computer for a while, put an auto response on that says, I received this, but I'm away from my computer until when, you know, I'll get back to you mm-hmm. so that they can know that you received it and know that, you know, it didn't go into the black hole of internet space never to be heard from again. Yes. Um, also, <laughs> yes and you did want to, you did want to talk a moment here too about a bureau's directories and agents. What are your thoughts on working with those? Well, I, I really believe that all of us, no matter whether we're full-time, part-time, or just starting whatever season, speakers can benefit from this. And I really encourage everyone that wants to speak to be listed with a bureau, directory, uh, whatever it might be. It is well worth any investment as far as um, time to set it up and get listed with a bureau. It, it's very interesting to me to watch how this works. Um, for instance, I've been on womenspeakers.com for a long time, and I have very often I have people say, well, I saw you over there a few months ago, and now I'm contacting you personally because they just happen to see, oh, she's associated with that. It gives, again, credibility, and it also gives all the information in one place or usually all the information in one place, who you are, where you travel from, what do you talk about, and then your recommendations. So I really encourage everyone to be part of um, actually, womenspeakers.com, that is actually what we're promoting now through Christian Communicators. We just really believe awesome. that that's an awesome, your, your uh, speaker bureau is awesome. The other thing I wanted to yeah. talk about is an agent. Now, when you have an agent, an agent actually will do the booking for you, and uh, that's great if that's something that you want to do. Um, they make a commission on when they book you, and so you want to make sure you have a really good match with that person so that you're in agreement. But I also believe and we teach this at Christian Communicators, that I think it's important that we always maintain the right to book ourselves too. Because when the Lord is leading us in something like this, there may be a time where we'll go and do something. You know, none of us are in, in this to get rich. That's not what we're here for. Uh, but, you know, maybe we want to go volunteer our time completely, including travel expenses. We want to travel on our own. So we always want that option. But I believe that having, uh, again, being listed on these bureaus and directories is just another way of credibility. And, again, everything's concentrated right there, all the information and links to different things. So we really believe in it at Christian Communicators. Oh, well, that's awesome, and we love you back. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's important. I think, that, I think that when you're looking to just speak a couple times a year, um, you know, obviously an agent can't work with you at that level most likely, but right. when you're looking to right. be full-time, then uh, that's something to definitely look into. It's very difficult, like we've been talking about being everywhere. It's very difficult to do all of this and be everywhere, and you can't possibly have all their relationships. They have developed yes. those over years of concentrated effort, mm-hmm. and to just be able mm-hmm. to have them in your court and pitching you um, is a, a mm-hmm. huge, a huge benefit. Yeah. Sherry, okay, listeners, for you guys, we're not going anywhere. We're coming right back with Tammy and <laughs> 16 to increase business abilities and bookings. But, Sherry, I just wanted to thank you so much personally for this section of the program and how you prepared for this and shared it with us. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Okay, and you guys, don't go anywhere because we are literally, we're going to come right back, talk about six keys to increase visibility and bookings on stage. We're going to be right back.
Do you ever need a guest speaker? Or maybe you're a speaker who's available to go. Check out womenspeakers.com, the largest online directory of Christian women speakers in the world since 2002. Connecting thousands of planners with over 1,300 speakers, speakers are available to you from every state, denomination, experience level, and fee range. You simply search when you have time, anytime, day or night, and connect directly with the speakers that interest you. No middlemen, no hidden fees. It's all simple, easy, enjoyable, and online. Check it out today at womenspeakers.com. That's www.womenspeakers.com. Welcome, welcome back. So fun to have you with us this afternoon as we talk about speaking with Blair, some on and off stage strategies that work. Our next guest today is Tammy Whitehurst. She and Sherry, who we just heard from, are co-owners of Christian Communicators Conference, and they host a five-day training conference to jumpstart speakers into their calling as communicators. I hope you want to check that out over at christiancommunicators.com. Welcome to you, Tammy. Marnie, it is wonderful to be here. Hearing your voice, you know, you and I had coffee together a few years back when I was speaking in Minnesota, and I can just, I can see your face the whole time you're talking, and that is awesome. (laughs) That's great. Yeah, that was so fun. And you guys that are listening, so Tammy's from Texas, and so she's up in Minnesota, and she says, let's just go quick to a coffee shop we just had a little while. (laughs) Uh, And we walk in the coffee shop, and here, who was it? Somebody from your hometown. Yes, they went to church with us at one time. Yes. <laughs> it is it's a, a small, small world. world. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, I love your ministry, my dear, and I'm so uh, honored that you're here with us today and that you let us represent you over at womenspeakers.com as well. You are going to be sharing with us six on-stage keys to increasing visibility in bookings. And for those of you who are thinking, that doesn't make any sense to me. Um, The reality is that what you do on the platform, what you do, in fact, from the first moment you talk with a planner all the way through when you do your very last follow-up, and hopefully you never do your very last follow-up, but all the way through your follow-ups after your program, it all matters. Tammy, um, talk to the person who thinks, well, if I have my website and stuff in place, isn't that good enough? Well, you know, one of the things that I always say is that we start strong, we stay strong, and we finish strong. And finish strong means what we do at the very end. So to start strong and to stay strong, I think that Sherry really talked about some great aspects of what to do behind the stage. I love what Sherry said about whenever you ask her the biggest mistake, and she said return the calls and emails. I have a rule about that, that I do that within 24 hours, and I think that that is extremely important. And I also want to say that that we do have another co-owner. There's three of us. It's me, Sherry, and a lady by the name of Lori Boroff who's listening today. Lori does a tremendous amount of work with us, and Lori's a great speaker, and she's the one who, oh, my goodness, she's our technical genius. But I hear a lot of times, I, I will often tell women who are starting to speak and who, even who are, have been speaking a long time to go to your site, to womenspeakers.com. And and I just appreciate, Marnie, I appreciate the hard work and the time that you put into it. You promote your speakers, and that is one of the reasons why we promote you at the Christian yeah. Communicator Conference because you are you're an incredible lady, and we appreciate you. Aww. Well, thank you so much for that. And for those of you who are um, aren't yet registered over there, there's both free and paid listings available, and we just love to share your availability. So just go check that out at womenspeakers.com. Thank you for that, Tammy. Um, let's talk about the things that you can do actually while you're on the stage that will help uh, secure, secure future bookings for you, which is kind of a wonderful thought. And it's not because that's why you're on stage. Uh, You're on the platform because you have a message to share. They brought you in to share a message, and it's not the time to be tooting your own horn or, you know, pitching that you're going to go do talks later. But there are literally things you can do while you're on the stage, while you're on the platform, that can make a difference in your future bookings. So let's go ahead and dive into key number one. Take it away. Well, to me, one of the things that you don't do is you do not stand behind the podium the entire time. I see speakers do that, and then I see people in the audience dozing off. I think that we (laughs) really have to interact. You know, we have to interact with our audience, which means 
walking away from that podium at times. And oftentimes speakers get so scared to walk away from notes. But we have to walk away from that podium and lean in toward our audience and talk with our audience, not just to our audience. To me, that is, to me, that is a big part of stage presence, talking with them and not just to them. I think one of the things, too, that you mentioned is being afraid to walk away from notes. And part of that is just not having enough practice or, uh, conversely, practicing enough but not having it be part of you enough. I think that's so important that the messages we bring are literally, they've been lived out in our lives. And so they become part of us. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Yes, yes. Yeah, that allows you have a much greater confidence level when you're presenting. Well, I think one of the things that we definitely have to realize is that we are just like every woman who is out there. God has just called us to speak. And every message that we ever speak to an audience, God has spoken to us as well. And if we think that we're just pointing a finger then that will bring about a stage presence that we think that we're different from our audience. We are no different from our audience. And I I think that that is the one key that if we can connect with our audience to make them realize that we have the same troubles that they do, we have the same struggles that they do, we deal with dust and wrinkles and cellulite and dog hair and everything else just like they do. And if they can realize that we're on the same page, we captivate our audience and we will capture our audience when we can do that. It's a word that I hear so often from planners, authenticity. Um, That's really what they're looking for is for women who are going to be real and going to not stand up there and read off of a piece of paper or or share memorized um, Mm. jibber-jabber. But they're Mm. going to actually talk from the heart about how God has been real in their lives and how God wants to be real in the lives of their audience, even if it's in a specific niche. I mean, it's just always about this authenticity and vulnerability to get involved with the audience instead of just preaching at them. Yeah. So, so big. (laughs) Number two, what's key number two? Well, key number two to me is to add stuff to your talk Now, some people do and some people don't. I love to add music whenever I speak. And I'm not necessarily talking about singing to my audience. I'm talking about you can use a lot of music that that makes them get very upbeat. A lot of times I will actually begin with upbeat generational clips. And I will tell people, to let me know if this is your generation, and I'll play a clip. And, I mean, they will jump up and down, they will clap, they will sing. That actually is not only getting them involved and getting them loosened up, but that is also showing me what the the majority of my audience, what their ages are. I use a lot of humor when I talk. And so my humor has to correlate and has to relate with the ages of the women in the audience. So whenever I use those different little clips, that way I can look across very quickly and see the ages that are in my audience because we have to relate with them from the stage. If we are not, if I used humor to a group that is in their early 20s that I use to a group who is in their 50s and older range, the early 20s wouldn't get it. So we really have to be able to relate with them where they are. Yeah, so important. You talk also about, um, uh, well, maybe I'm going to talk a minute about PowerPoints because <laughs> I love I love using PowerPoints. And if you haven't, Michael Hyatt has a wonderful yes. training on PowerPoints. At his, have you seen it, Tammy? <laughs> I have not seen that, but when you say Michael Hyatt, wow. I mean, his name, yes, yes, yes. You know, and that's one of the things, That's just how we did with um, Michael Hyatt right there, that's one of the things that you want to have happen for you, (laughs) speakers, Mm -hmm. is that whenever your name is brought up, whoever's in the conversation is just like, oh, yeah, she's the best, you know. We had her or we heard about her or my sister's church had her or whatever, 
you want to be known like that. Michael Hyatt is just known for excellence. And his yes. his training on PowerPoint presentations was, I think, 20 minutes. It is fantastic, and it really teaches you how to use it as a prop. And you're using it so that there's something visual going on, but it's not taking their eyes off of what's really happening. And I yes. think it's so important to use PowerPoint wisely. You know, it has to be used wisely because so often I have been in presentations. I was a teacher for 16 years in middle school. And one of the things when we would go to conferences, Marnie, is that sometimes we would sit in our presentation and they would literally read off of the PowerPoint almost the entire presentation. You will quickly lose your audience if you do that. A PowerPoint is used to add to, not to be the presentation. Yeah, yeah. No, I love that. I love that. What about um, what about uh, videos? I do use I do use a video clip that I've just started this year, and I use it in a talk that goes along with running the race with endurance, and it is it is an incredible video that's only about a minute and a half. I think that when we use video clips and things like that. You've got to be careful that they're not too long. When we call it a clip, that's what it needs to be. Not a movie, you know, not something that lasts a long time. But if it's going to be a clip, what you do is you find the part that what I call is the gut punch. You find the part that is going to make a difference in what you are saying so that it will hit home with them better. I love it. I love it. That's so important. And even... You know, we talked earlier in the program about doing your own Facebook Lives. Um, Mostly those are, you can use them for a full conference or whatever webinar, but if you can keep them pretty short, people will learn that they have time to tune in to you. Uh, If 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 the first one's 20 minutes and kind of drags, well, that's the last time they'll probably click on it. So just know brevity, um, getting to the point, these things are critical for our generation, for this this current uh, audience. You cannot linger and drag things out that is that is so right there is a man here um in the texas area that puts out a devotional every single day it never lasts over a minute and a half his name is jess mccabe and he has a huge following to his videos they are they are very powerful but they only last a minute and a half and i think that's something that we've got to learn especially with facetime live and anything like that that in the yeah. world that we live in today, people don't want to watch something for a long amount of time, no matter what you have to say. They like to watch a video if it's short and to the point. And I even think because of how Facebook is, and we're getting a little off topic here, but we'll get back on topic in just a second. But I, was, oh, yeah. I think because of how social media is, I think that they're actually not looking for what you're going to teach them. They're actually looking for a relationship. And That's so right. if you can just keep keep that in mind, that, you know, you could talk a lot longer and not say a whole lot more uh, or else you can just make it so that they can get that daily hug from you or whatever it is that you're trying to experience with them and that will help them to be able to engage more. You know, I want to talk a moment, too, about the secret of using stage space for success. And one of the things that I love to do is a lot of audience participation. I will just invite people to come up um, I was recently at a uh, conference where I had, I had every time we had scripture reading, I would call on a, a volunteer to come up for the scripture reading. And she'd come up and she'd read it out of their, um, their church's favorite, um, um, what is it called, version. I, all I could think of was denomination. Yes. Their church's favorite version. And then I would kind of share a few words out of my amplified version. And we went back and forth like that and had a little conversation. In any way where you can... Um, increase the audience participation. It is going yes. to help with this current challenge that speakers have of keeping the attention of a very distracted audience. So talk about other ways to use the stage space. Some of the other ways you can use stage space is whenever, before you've even gone up to the stage, whenever you talk about relationship, because if they can have that relationship with you when you're on stage, one of the things that I do not do, I'm not going to, hide out in a green room. I am given green rooms often. So, and if, for those who are just starting and they may not know what green room is, those are those rooms where they make them all wonderful and have food and everything for the speaker, and she can go in there by herself and rest. And there's nothing wrong with resting, but we can't camp out in the green room. 
Because if we stay in the green room, the way that I look at that is we are missing out on developing a relationship with the audience that God has given us to speak to. And so it is if we're going to consider every woman in our audience a divine appointment, I think that we have to get to know them so that when we get on stage, they feel like they already know us. And it is about relationship. And oftentimes when you are walking around to tables and you are talking with the women, don't tell them you're the speaker. Don't, don't have a name tag on that says you're the speaker because it's really great whenever you do step up onto the stage and they realize that woman who was walking around was actually the speaker. And it just developed. I love it. <laughs> do you do that too? I do. That's exactly what I do. Yes. Too. And it is so much fun because you get up there and their eyes get big. They're like, oh, yes. I talked to her. <laughs> That's, yeah. And, you know, one fun. of the things I love to do, Marnie, is I love to walk around, and as I'm talking to them, if they have finished their plate, I take the plate. And mm-hmm. I am serve there them. to serve them. I am there mm-hmm. to serve them. And I think that they yeah. realize whenever you are one of them, oh, my goodness, you're the speaker? Then they realize they feel like they know you. Now, with that, when you develop a relationship with someone off of the stage and then you go on the stage, when you walk off of the stage again, you quickly, they will, they, they feel like that they are your friend. Not just, there's not this distance between the speaker and the audience. Suddenly they realize that, that, that you're like them and they want to be your friend. And they see you somewhere or they talk to you on social media And they talk to you as if you're a friend. And I really think that that is the kind of relationship that we want to have as a speaker to our audience so that we can connect. Because, you know, Jesus was all about relationship. And if we are untouchable on a stage, if the only time that they ever see us is on the stage, they will never develop relationship with us. That's that's just the reality of it. Yeah, so important to remember and just to back again to the vulnerability, the authenticity, to be willing to be real, just as real with them as you would be in your home church, you know, cleaning up after the potluck, whatever. Just be you, and that's what they're going to come to love, and they will listen to you so much more if they trust you and love you. We're going to take a quick break, come back, go through our last three keys to increase visibility and bookings on stage. We'll be right back. There is a huge difference between working for God and allowing God to work through us. My latest book, Flow Through Vessel, explains how to master the habit of letting God flow through our lives. When we try to do everything good for God, we quickly fail. But when we learn how to allow God to flow His life and love through us, we find strength for the day. Check out this new Bible study resource at www.marnie.com. That's www.marnie.com. Welcome back. We've just got a few minutes left of this hour, and we have a little bit more to go through here with our guest right now, Tammy Whitehurst. Tammy, let's dive right into key number four for increased visibility and bookings on stage. Well, I think one of the things that you – that another thing, uh, the other three that we've mentioned as well, but one of the things that's so important is a microphone. And you really do – you've really got to figure out what kind of microphone that you like the best. And if they ask you what kind of microphone you want, you want to be very specific if they're asking you. Now, you're going to use whatever they give you. And there's been sometimes, Marnie, you know, and you probably know this yourself, when the batteries go dead and there are no more batteries and you have to just you have to use your voice as loud as it will be. But I always prefer an over-the-ear. I have friends who prefer to hold a hand mic. I have friends who like a clip-on. But microphones are very important and along with that that video media that media specialist who is in the back of that building who you're looking at from a stage they are so important and Mm -hmm. we have to give them we have to give them the credit that they so deserve because i'm going to tell you those guys that are sitting up in the in the media rooms that are running the sound and running the lights and running those videos that you're using as props or the all of those things like that, 
so often they do not get any credit at all. And so whenever you stand up on a stage, give credit where credit is due. So good. That's so good. You want to talk to us a little bit more about outlines and notes. And we did mention about how not to use the PowerPoint. <laughs> but what about some notes and outline tips? One of the things I've tried several different ways to use notes. And when I first started, I used to hold my notes and walk. And a very seasoned speaker who is ahead of me on the trail I'm very good friends with her, and she said, Tammy, you have to put the notes down. Do not walk with notes. She said, because when they are videotaping, what you see is the distraction of slinging those notes. I see a lot of speakers, and that's one of the things that we teach at the Christian Communicators Conference, is do not hold your notes and walk with them, because it is a distraction. That is one thing that that I've learned. I've also learned, I tried several different things. One person told me to try note cards. Another person told me to do skeleton outlines. None of that is the way that I do it. I do have an outline, but it's got quite a few notes in it. And I often, when I'm up there, when I walk away from the podium, I will keep my finger exactly where it, where it should be when I come back so that I know exactly where I'm at. And it's kind of hard to say that, to, to get a visual of that as I'm talking on the phone, but that is, you slide your notes. You do not turn your notes page to page where the audience can see the, the pages coming over. One of the things that works for me is that I slide my notes over page to page when I'm finished and that I do keep my finger on where I need to start again because otherwise sometimes we get off on a rabbit trail I hear people say all the time, I just want to memorize the whole thing. If you memorize the whole thing, it's going to sound memorized so often. I think that we've got to have a plan that's in front of us. Now, we don't want to look at it all the time, and we don't want to read it like it's a newspaper, but we've got to have a plan in front of us so that we can go back to. Because when you speak for a living like I do, and you talk all the time, it's real easy to get off on a rabbit trail. And you, yep. and the last yeah, thing yeah. you want to do is uh, you want to, you do not ever want to use your time unwisely. So you've got to know where you're coming back to. I think notes are very important. Know your yeah. talk well enough that you don't depend on your notes the entire right. time. But your your notes are a part of the preparation, and we serve a God of order. You know, he has everything in order, everything's in place. He doesn't um he doesn't come off the cuff and, and do everything random and you know, that's just not the God it is. And I think as speakers that we have to prepare, that we have to be ready. And a lot of times we you know, there's nothing wrong with with throwing in something here or there or, or definitely going away from the notes whenever you feel the Lord telling you to go a different direction. But always be prepared. Always plan for the next event. Don't ever go in there unprepared. Amen. And, <laughs> Amen. Yes, and that's you know, Marnie. Yeah, that's uh, your part. Let yes. the Holy Spirit lead you differently if you need to, but your that's part is right. preparing with him. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you really have to be, just this Saturday, I was speaking in New Mexico, and there was a pretty tough schedule. I spoke I spoke for an hour and 15 minutes. That's how long they wanted. And then immediately after that, I did three breakout sessions. The only break was whenever I'm walking from one room to the next. So I did a, a keynote, three breakout sessions, and then I had the ending keynote for the day. It was very boom, 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 and there wasn't rest time. And, but I will tell you, it's in those times like that when God pushes you that you realize in your weakness, he is strong. And so we never say what we can't do. We say what we can do when we invite the Lord to be a part of what we do. Because I'm telling you, oftentimes I've had to learn that God has called me to do this. And I need to make sure that God is leading the way, not me leading the way, saying, oh, God, come on and catch up with me. Because it doesn't work like that. 
<laughs> it sure doesn't. Well, we are coming Mm-mm. right down to the end of the hour here. We got two more keys to go. So, real quickly, how do you serve your sisters as a speaker? Well, you know, one of the things that I was saying was go around and talk to them, pick up their plate if it's dirty, refill a tea. A lot of that has to do with serving. Also, if they are going to, they're going to come in and they're going to ask you questions afterward. Give them your attention. Don't look rushed and don't make it a cattle call. Give them your attention. If they want you to pray for them, you stop right there and you pray for them. If they email you after you've got back home after a speaking event, respond to them. Don't get other people to make your responses. You respond to them because they felt like they got to know you. To me, Mm -hmm. that is how we serve our sisters. And I see a lot of people sometimes who... You can always tell when people are coming at you. You know this morning when they're coming at you, and you can tell that they know you, and you may not remember their face. But when we, we have met them at some point as a divine appointment, and so don't act like you don't know them, because at some point God crossed your paths. And so if you will just listen, you will figure out from them where they got to know you at. Mm, that's great. Well, we have one minute for you to share with us, and I don't want to miss this, the key to finishing strong and leaving a legacy. So very quickly summarize that. Don't be a diva. That's the biggest thing. <laughs> don't go. <laughs> Do, yes, learn to laugh at yourself, not at other people. Learn to laugh mm. at yourself and don't be a diva. Don't ask for certain brands of water. Don't, ask, don't yeah. have a diva list where they've got to have this, this, and this for you, ask what you can do for them. That, mm-hmm. is, how, okay. that is how our presence, whether it's behind the scenes, like, like Sherry was talking about, as that leads up to the stage presence itself. It's mm-hmm. just very important. So, it's, it's, it's the whole thing. It is, and I, it brings up something I wanted to mention earlier, too, about, you know, when you're being authentic, when you're going around to the tables, when you're saying goodbye, you know, if you're a hugger, hug them. You know, and some mm-hmm. people say, you know, I, I didn't appreciate when the speaker hugged me. Well, you know what, for every one person who says that, there's probably yes. a thousand who says, yes. I needed that hug. So please, yes. if you are a hugger, just go ahead. And people will put their hands up, you know, that you'll be able to tell if they don't want to hug. They'll, love, mm-hmm. they'll let you know. But honestly, um, I can't even tell you how, how how personal it feels when a speaker is just being real, just just truly real and not being a diva and just being how she would be, you know, if she was serving others instead of in the moment being offered to be served. Well, I brought uh, Sherry back on here for a moment. Sherry, are you with us? I am. Oh, great. And we just have literally two minutes left of this show, which is not very long at all. But I did want to just take a moment and encourage listeners to go over to your website at christiancommunicators.com. Do you guys, um, Sherry, do you have, do you have a, another one of these um, training things scheduled yet? Yes, we do. We're going to have, um, we're so excited because we're going to Branson, Missouri in May of 2018 for another Christian Communicators Conference. It'll be at Chateau on the Lake. And so we're very excited. Registration is going to open soon. But if uh, women want to visit our website and go to the home page and sign up to get on our email list, that's the best way to do it. You'll get the information first about when registration is open because we do limit this to 40 women so that we can give uh, personalized attention. So it's a first-come, first-serve kind of situation. Well, my heart is that this year when you open it, it's full right away, and you have to add another oh. one. <laughs> Praise okay, God. Tammy, Praise God. Really quick, in 30 seconds, Tammy, tell me what your favorite thing was about the last one that you had. You just came through on stone. 30 seconds, what was your favorite part? It was definitely the relationships that we made with these women. And I would just like to say, you know, we say this, you know that tug on your heart to do more for God? Do it. Do it. Mm. I love that. This hour has flown by, and you guys have brought so much quality information and training here. I'm so thankful to know you and to love you and to be loved by you. And um, mm. I'm just going to say goodbye to Sherry. Sherry, thank you so much. have loved having you on today. Thank you, Marnie, for the opportunity. 
And then, Tammy, thank you so much, and um, you're just a bright bright light in my life. I love your humor and your joy, sister, and I, I'm just so grateful that you could be here as well. Thank you so much. It was a joy. And thank you, listeners, for being here. You just simply can't have a show without listeners, and once again, like so often, your presence here today has put us in the number one ranking spot at Blog Talk Radio, and I'm just so grateful that so many of you come live and share this hour with us, and for those of you who listen around the web, thank you. We love you. Can't wait to see you again next time. Have a wonderful day and a wonderful week. Bye-bye. 